the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to SoCal Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's great to be with you today, May 5th, 2022. May 5th, my wedding anniversary, 21 years. Christy, I love you. Looking forward to being home with, with you after this great hour with everybody here in Southern California. And uh, today also is Cinco de Mayo. A lot of people like to say Cinco de Mayo is the uh, Mexican Independence Day, but it's not. You should not get that confused. Cinco de Mayo is a yearly celebration, which is May 5th, uh, which for those of us who took French in high school because we're not real smart, um, Cinco de Mayo means May 5th. Uh, It commemorates the anniversary of Mexico's victory over the Second French Empire in the Battle of Puebla in 1862. Uh, led by General Ignacio Zaragoza. Let me tell you something. If you like to read, if you're a, if you're a history person at all, Mexican history is fantastic. There, is, there are some great generals, some great story, great intrigue. You know, it's probably not something you thought about very much, but if you like that kind of reading, you want to read some biographies, read about Mexican independence and read about some of these generals and some of the battles that happened in Mexico. Um, it's, it, they're great Great stories. There's a great history there. Uh, pay attention to that. Maybe something that you do for uh, Cinco de Mayo later on as you think about it. Today is also the National Day of Prayer. National National Day of Prayer is not always May 5th. It's always the first first Thursday of May. And uh, let's talk about it. And I want to I want to invite you to give us a call and join our conversation. And let's talk about how we can pray for our nation. What can we do today to pray for the United States? And you can call up right now, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. How do we pray for our country? What are some things that we can pray about and uh, be specific about and pray for our country? There are obviously a whole bunch of things to pray for. There's generalities, of course, but there are some, some specific things. Let's be uh, biblical and nice, um, but straightforward. Let's do it. 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS is the number. How can we pray for our country? We are live in Southern California every day from 3 to 5 and bring you to the conversation for encouragement and some conversation about the issues of our day from a Christian perspective. And I'm fueled up on coffee, ready to go. So lots of things to talk about this hour. I want to talk about the National Day of Prayer, and uh, we'll take your calls Uh, as they come in. National Day of Prayer is an annual day of observance held on the first Thursday of May. Uh, And did you know, maybe you didn't realize this, but it's the law that we have a National Day of Prayer. It is not something that is put together by a, you know, a Christian or religious organization. There's a, there's an organization that's nonprofit, National Day of Prayer, and they'll put together some events, and your church might have events. There's a lot of different things, and maybe you thought that the National Day of Prayer was just something that uh, churches put together, um, but it's it's not. It is something that is actually the law. So here's the deal with the National Day of Prayer. Uh, the president is required by law 
to sign a proclamation each year encouraging all Americans to pray on this day. So if you go to uh, um, anything related to what the White House is putting out, their press releases today, they put out a, a opportunity to pray uh, for the country. And every year the president puts out a proclamation. Every year for the last 70 years has put out a proclamation about prayer. The modern law, uh, there's always been proclamations about prayer for a lot of the history of our country that are part of the government. It's such an interesting thing, isn't it? It's an interesting thing that on the one hand, you can't have prayer in public schools, at least not in, in this way. So you couldn't have a national day of prayer in public schools. You can have groups have prayer and you can have student groups have prayer. Um, you can have, you know, kids do something called, you know, see you at the pole every year where they bring out the Christian kids and they, um, you know, pray for the school year. But usually it is a local group, a youth pastor, somebody kind of organizing that along with a campus group. And, you know, there's different ways that there's prayer in school. And there's always prayer before a math test. Uh, there's always prayer in school before you, you ask out somebody to the prom. There's all kinds of different reasons that there is prayer, of course, but it's different, isn't it? It's funny that the United States, by law, is required to have the president ask Americans to pray on this day. Presidents have done it in different ways. If you go online, you can read the different proclamations to prayer uh, that happen each year. You can tell the difference between presidents who really pray or maybe who really go to church, who kind of understand what that's for, and then presidents who aren't too sure. Um, every president has claimed to be Christian or Catholic, um, but some actually go to church or actually go to, to, to Mass. Uh, I don't know if our two Catholic presidents have been too busy at Mass, but uh, the, some Christian Protestant presidents have been very busy at church, very active in their church. Some check a box for church membership. They were a church member somewhere at some point, and that's the box that they checked, but they uh, haven't listened. Uh, so you never know. Just because you go to church, it doesn't mean that you are a believer. Uh, the modern law about the National Day of Prayer was enacted in 1952 as part of uh, public reaction to threats perceived after the uh, and during the Korean War. And it began, actually, we started praying as a nation before we even had our Constitution. Um, it was established by the Second Continental Congress, uh, and they prayed each year from 1775 to 1783. Uh, President Washington issued the first Thanksgiving proclamation and other prayer proclamations. President John Adams, the second president, uh, did a national day of prayer while he was president, 1798 and 99. Thomas Jefferson was different when he came to office. And Jefferson, TJ, if you will, he always has a little bit different approach to different things. What's interesting about Thomas Jefferson is when he was governor of Virginia, he had statewide days of prayer and he issued proclamations of prayer. And he felt like that was okay as the governor of Virginia. But when he became president of the United States, he didn't think it was okay at all to have National Day of Prayer. That was his opinion. He was very much about, uh, Thomas Jefferson was very much about the reduction of the influence of the federal government. If you study T.J. at all, that is kind of his deal. And an interesting thing about Thomas Jefferson's presidency, maybe one of the most interesting people ever, because there's a lot of contradictions in Jefferson's life. You know, he wrote the Declaration of Independence uh, about our, our rights and right to life, liberty, uh, and the pursuit of happiness, and we're all created equal, and he was a slave owner. And we know today he had, uh, maybe that's because he has, he has a relationship with one of his slaves, and, and some people listening might be descendants of Thomas Jefferson in that way. Uh, 
Thomas Jefferson on his gravestone lists all of his accomplishments except for one. He doesn't list that he was president of the United States. He didn't want it on there. And the reason is, is that during his time in office, even though he felt like uh, government should be smaller, he expanded the federal government in huge ways. And uh, he, he just felt like he went against himself with that and didn't like his presidency at all. It's a very interesting study. Uh, or maybe not. We'll keep going. Um, constitutionally, the National Day of Prayer, you might be going, how come they haven't fought this yet? You might be saying, and I had to look this up, I thought, you'd think that there must be all kinds of lawsuits about this. I mean, we got people suing the city over a cross on a hill all the time. There must be people suing over having a a National Day of Prayer. Um, Well, they did in uh, 2011. 2011, there was a lawsuit, and it was founded by a group called uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation, the Freedom From Religion Foundation uh, sued, and the interesting thing is it was unanimously dismissed by a panel of a federal appellate court in 2011. So there is in our country an idea that is part of who we are that says we should pray, and there is still even today an acknowledgement. And obviously it's, it's generic. It's not about one religion, but even though most proclamations have a, uh, a Christian approach uh, to it. Um, so let's let's talk about this. Let's pray for our nation. 888-528-2557 is the number. If you have any comment at all, you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. That is the number for our program. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. would love to hear your thoughts about National Day of Prayer. How can we pray for our country? How would you like to pray for our country today? There are so many different ways to do that. And uh, I want to encourage you that way uh, to do that with us today. Give us a call, 888-528-2557. I mentioned that the president has a legal obligation to put out a proclamation of of prayer. And uh, some presidents have done it where they've prayed, and other presidents have just sort of put out a little history of the country or history of uh, the reason why we pray. President Biden put out a statement today Um, and it says, throughout our history, prayer has been an anchor for countless Americans searching for strength and wisdom in times of struggle and sharing hope and gratitude in seasons of joy. In public reflection of on life's many blessings and in quiet moments during life's most difficult trials, Americans of nearly every background and faith have turned to prayer for comfort and inspiration. Prayer is a sacred right protected by free speech and religious liberty enshrined in our constitution, and it continues, except if you go to school, and it continues to lift our spirits as we navigate the challenges of our time. Um, and then sometimes recent presidents, this didn't used to happen so much, or maybe it was more subtle. Today, presidents tend to use the proclamation to also enshrine in prayer, you know, their political perspective on things. Um, so <laughs> today is a moment, he's, President Biden says, of reflection when we are called to address some of the greatest challenges Humanity has ever faced, saving our planet from the existential threat of climate change. If it really is an existential threat, then we really need to be pressuring China and Russia and uh, India on these things. Like this, if it's an existential threat, if we're all going to die, it's not enough to make me recycle my garbage uh, and separate my food crumbs from the coffee crumbs from the plastic, which I'm not opposed to, by the way. I think recycling is a great idea. We ought to be we ought to be recycling like crazy because that's something we actually can do. We ought to be pursuing those technologies. Uh, it's something that we can do. And whether or not people's opinion about climate change is true or false, 
Recycling is a good thing anyway. We're to be stewards of the earth. Let's do it. Let's recycle. I'm all for that. But if we're really thinking that we're all going to die because of climate change, there really ought to be a lot of pressure on the biggest polluters of the planet. And there's not, which is why there's controversy, is that you would think there would be. All right. Anyway, that gets in there. Uh, and uh, responding to attacks on democracy at home and abroad. I wonder what he means by that. And living up to our nation's promises of liberty, justice, and equity for all. That's good. Um, and so it goes on, and he explains that he's doing this as uh, a response to uh, public law and that he has to do this. How would you like to pray for our nation? What would you say our biggest need is? What is the biggest prayer for our nation? Do you pray for our country? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. What are some things that you think we should pray for our country for? I think we have a lot of things that we want to pray for. I think that we are a country that maybe the biggest problem is we don't know what direction to pray toward anymore. Maybe the biggest problem is that even even for those of us who know the Lord, how well do we know how to pray? How well do we pray? And do we pray for our country in a in a powerful way? Or do we see things like the National Day of Prayer? And the National Day of Prayer, it's got a secular side to it. You know, it's something that is is law and a lot of words are used in different government areas, you know, words like, you know, Almighty God we beseech thee, and you can pray like that if you want to, but it tends to be sort of generic language. And from the government, that's what uh, needs to be done. But um, do we know how to pray better than that as believers? As believers, what are some things that we should be doing to really pray, pray for our country? I think we're living in dangerous times. I was reading an article the other day that is questioning whether or not the war in Ukraine is a bigger threat to the existence of the United States with regard to nuclear war than even the Cuban Missile Crisis. Now, I'm not so sure I'm on that page. The Cuban Missile Crisis was uh, in 1962 and the Soviet Union, not much different than uh, the Russians we're looking at today. The Soviet Union put nuclear missiles in Cuba just 90 miles away from Florida, nuclear missiles that in five minutes could have hit Washington, D.C., uh, today, by the way, we can do that from submarines, you know, from different places in the in the world. It's a and the Russians have that super hypersonic uh, missile that they call the Satan II missile. Interestingly enough, and you know, is is Vladimir Putin sick? You know, some people are suggesting, and I don't mean sick in the head; he's that for sure. But is he like ill? Does he have cancer? Is he about to have cancer surgery? Is that true? I keep hearing that story, but I keep hearing the story that it was reported in the New York Post that he's going to have surgery, but I'm not hearing it from separate sources. Do we know that that's true, that he's having some kind of cancer surgery? And if he is, you know, how do you pick your doctors for that? If you're if you're Vladimir Putin, how do you pick your doctors for uh, how to have surgery um, when there might be people, if they're savvy to what's happening outside of the wall of propaganda in Russia, they might be saying, you know, I got an opportunity here. Now, maybe in Russia you think to yourself, but the next guy might be worse, so it's not even worth it. That could be true. Uh, and I don't know if it's true, but some people suggest that maybe uh, Vladimir Putin is launching this attack because he wants to have, uh, he wants to restore the old Soviet Union. And if he is sick, if he only has a few years to live, then he needs to get going or he's not going to have that legacy. And, you know, is that the uh, the movement? Maybe he wants a big statue of himself. 
How can we pray for our country? 888-528-2557 is the number. I'll give you some things to pray for. You know, we have to pray for our president, and we have to pray for our leaders. And I've mentioned this before, but I think it's worth saying. Over the past 20 or 30 years, probably at least the last 20, we seem to think that we, there seems to be a statement that Americans make, and I've heard Christians say this, and I've heard people on kind of all sides say this, about whatever president they didn't particularly like, whatever president's not on their side, uh, he's not my president. I have heard Christians say, I'm not going to pray for President Biden. Uh, I don't think he's legit. I've heard Christians say, I'm not going to pray for President Trump because I don't like his attitude. I've heard them say, I don't, I'm not going to pray for Obama. I've heard people say, I'm not going to pray for President Bush. I think it might have started a little bit with President Bush because uh, of his election and the um, being elected with not getting the popular vote and the controversy in the Florida thing. And people would say, well, he's not my president. He's not legit. And people say that. The problem is, is that he is. The problem is, is he actually is the president. George Bush was, and so was Barack Obama, and so was Donald Trump, and so is President Biden. Uh, They are, in fact, the president. And the Bible doesn't tell us just to pray for people we like. I think the other problem is that sometimes we think that praying for the president means that we're praying that they are successful in whatever agendas they're putting forward. And I don't think that's what it means. I don't think that that's the call uh, to pray for the president. You know, I think that that's a mistake if you're saying, you say, I'm not going to pray for the president. I don't think he should be successful at these things. That's not what it is. You pray for the president that the president would change his mind on policies and decisions that he might make. Uh, You pray that the president would actually seek the Lord. I mentioned earlier that all of our presidents in one way or the other have acknowledged God. None of them have said they're atheists. There might be some atheists in the bunch. All of them have said they're Christian. Two of them have said they're Catholic. All of them have had some sort of church box that they they marked. Um, All of them have some kind of background in knowing who the Lord is. You pray that they would turn to that. 1 Timothy chapter 2 tells us this. I urge then, first of all, that prayers, petitions, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live, here's the reason, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. See, that's the agenda of the Lord. We pray for the president, not because the president should have you know, success in whatever policy here, so that the president is good at being president so that people will get to hear the gospel, so that there will not be distractions. One of the greatest distractions happening in the world today is the battle in Ukraine, and the reason why is because Ukraine is the largest missionary-sending country in all of Europe. And uh, this war has stopped that. And that's pretty significant when you think about it from a spiritual level. And so if you were praying for Putin or praying for Zelensky, you might say, I don't know if these are good guys at all. Why should I pray for them? Well, you pray for them because it would have been better for the mission for them not to go to war, for there not to be something like this happening. So let's take a minute and uh, let's just pray. Would you pray with me for a minute? And then uh, we're going to have a special guest, uh, Steve Wilburn, on with us when we come back from the break. God, thank you for our country. And today on this National Day of Prayer, you know that in many ways it is 
something that is prescribed and political and people see it in different ways, but we want to see it as an opportunity and a reminder to pray for our country, to pray for your grace to be bestowed on our country as we have sung, as we have believed. And Lord, we confess our sins. We confess the sins of that have been a part of our country of slavery and racism, the sins of abortion, the sins of greed and other things. And God, we ask forgiveness for those things. And you know what our sins are as a nation. We pray, Lord, for wisdom and we ask, Lord, for leadership, for you to send us leaders to help us navigate the controversial issues of the day. God, we pray against evil that is being taught, as we talked about last hour in our schools. We pray against those who would sexualize and attack our children. We pray against ideologies that don't work. We pray against anything that is false. We pray that we would be a nation of, of truth and justice in every way. And we pray for President Biden. We pray for all of our leaders, for our governor, for our city leaders, that their hearts would be drawn to you, that they would reject philosophies and policies that are poorly conceived or that are false, and that they would lead us in ways of truth, that they would turn to you and ask you for wisdom that you have promised to give them. God, in this time of our great peril, our great uncertainty, our great strange time that we live in, we know that you are in control. We know that these things are not outside of your plan or your control, and they indeed might be necessary. But Lord, we ask you for this time that you would bless our country, that you would correct our leaders, that you would give us leaders who would lead in faithfulness and truth, and that you would be with your church, that we would stay on mission, or that we would get on mission, that we would be corrected in wherever it is that we have strayed and, and come to a place where we are dividing people in ways that are, that are wrong, that we are not making disciples in the way that we should. We pray for our pastors. We pray for church leaders. We pray for our church volunteers. We pray for people working in our neighborhoods, in our streets. We pray for our police officers and firefighters and first responders. We pray for people who day to day are doing your your work, who we often don't have the ability to even know what they're doing. We pray that they would know that you know what they're doing, that you would bless them, that you would let them know that you understand the hard work that they are doing and that they would seek you as well. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege to live in the United States of America. We pray that the future would be one that is bright for our country, if that is your will. We thank you, Lord, for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to Southern California Live, the Thursday edition. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Great to be with you on this fine afternoon right here in Southern California, KKLA. I've got a special guest joining me, and um, this is Steve Wilburn, the pastor of uh, – I've lost my notes here, Steve. How are you doing, Steve? Hi, how's it going? Uh, good, Steve. Core Church Los Angeles, and he is also the host of Core Truth right here on KKLA, 5.30 p.m., Monday through Friday. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Oh, it's such a blessing. Hey, this is the first time, Scott, write this down in the history books. This is the first time I've been on your show personally. 
This is, and I'm really glad to meet you. We haven't had a chance to meet in person yet, but it's, I'm excited to meet you, Steve. I know that oh, you've used a, that the Lord has blessed it your radio happen. show on KKLA to bless your church in tremendous ways. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you, man, there's a huge story behind that. KKLA has been such a blessing to us. I think we started off with a three-minute program at like 5 o'clock in the morning where uh-huh. everyone in L.A. is sleeping. Right. But we grew from that, and we went to a Saturday night program for like an hour on live Saturday nights. Then we did a Sunday morning program. Now we're on seven days a week. I think we're the only church that's on actually seven days a week there on KKLA. You know, so it's just such a blessing. Blessing and KKLA has been such a blessing to us at our church. You know, as you talk about that, uh, that's a great thing about uh, radio and how it blesses not just your church at Cora uh, Church Los Angeles, but all of the churches in LA. KKLA can reach people from churches all over the place. And um, you know that we have people, Scott, that are coming from Downey. They're coming from West Coast. You know, we even have a gal that comes from Rialto every single week. They drive all the way to L.A. to go to church. I mean, we're just so excited about that. But that's how big the KKLA radio station is. I mean, I mean, think about it. We're hitting L.A. County, Orange County, you know, uh, San Bernardino County, Riverside County. It's incredible. It really is incredible. Hey, uh, Steve, tell us about. Um you know, your relationship with KKLA and how exciting that is. And there's an, there's an event coming up that a great thing about KKLA is that we can bring people together. And the same is true about KPRZ in San Diego, who are listening right now to us also. Yeah. Uh, it is the pastor's appreciation uh, breakfast. Uh, how long have you been a part of that? Well, I've been a part of that for like, geez, I think 12 years now. And uh, what a blessing it is. And, you know, Scott, uh, I, you know, we haven't met officially yet, but I know that you were pastoring a church there in San Diego. Yeah. And uh, now you're taking on this huge calling uh, to be the radio host of this great station. Uh, but you know, as a pastor, that, you know, we are giving out, giving out, giving out. That's what we're called to do. This is God's anointing on us. We're here to serve God. We are here to bring the truth of God's Word on Sundays, on midweek studies. We're here to pray for people. We're there when babies are born. We're there when people pass away and go into the other side of heaven. You know, it's like all of these things, we're, we're there for people. But this is an event that happens once a year by KKLA that puts an event together specifically to encourage pastors and leaders of a church. And I just want to share with all of those pastors, uh, maybe you're a deacon or a leader, uh, uh, an elder at your church, maybe you're someone that leads up a a ministry there at your church. It could be the ushering ministry, it could be a parking lot ministry, so many different ministries at churches, a children's ministry coordinator, whatever this event is created for you, that you could come out as that leader who's always pouring out, and you can come out and be encouraged yourself in the Lord. I mean, we have a great guest speaker here that's going to be speaking at this event. I mean, it's like, it's just an incredible thing, you know, uh, Pastor Alan Jackson will be speaking, and uh, it'll be a, a great opportunity to be encouraged. And so again, Scott, you know how much yeah. we as pastors, there, there needs to be a day set aside for us. And then they're adding to this year also first responders. 
And that could be a lot of people that we're talking with. And I'm a first responder myself in midst of being a pastor. I'm also an LAPD chaplain. So I've been on the chaplain force of the LAPD police force uh, for the last 10 years. So not only am I a pastor, but I'm a first responder also. And boy, first responders, we get caught up in some pretty gnarly situations at times. And there's times, again, that we need encouraging. So this is kind of putting a big blanket over a lot of different people. And so I just encourage anyone and everyone that they would come out to this. And it's a free event, you know, and it's going to be an opportunity for you to be encouraged. And we want to, we've been bringing this up every day because it is encouraging. And I, as a pastor, you're right, Steve, I've been there. And I think that sometimes as pastors, we feel like um, maybe we don't need it. You know, I think when you're younger, you think, I don't need it. I know what I'm doing. Uh, and then you you realize that you don't that you need the fellowship of uh, of other pastors other church staff uh, you need to come to something that's for you and it's good for your church that you're there it's good for you that you're there and uh, I want you if you're a pastor obviously go to kkla.com click on the the link right there on the front is the banner for the pastor appreciation breakfast it's free it's uh, Thursday May 12th it's at the Hyatt Regency in Orange County. It opens up at 8.30 in the morning, and the event will start by 9 o'clock. You can register at kkla.com now. Similar event is in San Diego on May 11th. Go to kprz.com and click on that. Steve, you mentioned you're a police chaplain, and, you know, for – I'm close friends with a police chaplain here in San Diego, and we met for breakfast the other day, and I told him about this, I told him about this event. And, you know, one of the things that I saw in his face, he said, you know, he says that is a great thing because right now a lot of police officers and first responders, they've been under so much pressure and critique. They need to know that they're being seen, that somebody cares about them. How would you respond? I think the way I would respond is this. There's probably in the history of our country, there has probably not been a time, a season of time that has gone by were police officers and those first responders feel uh, that they're not appreciated. It's almost like everything that happens, they're doing something wrong. Someone's watching them. It's just, there's nothing you can do right. We have a country now that has gone down a path where we're almost spinning out of control. You've got crime that is just off the hook. Things are just happening so rapidly. You have criminals that are not being prosecuted. I mean, all of these things. And, you know, we live in a, a giant metropolis of a city here in Los Angeles, and I love the city. I'm so thankful that God called us this, to this city to be a light to shine the truth of God's Word without compromise in the city. But I will tell you, the LAPD police force is one of the best police forces in the entire country. But those officers and officers in all the surrounding cities, and I'm sure in San Diego, they need a boost of confidence that people care about them. I will see a police officer on the street, and obviously we have the second largest police department in the United States here, and they don't know I'm a chaplain. And, you know, there's a, you know, mm-hmm. there's thousands that are on the LAPD police force. But I will go up and say, hey, I just want you to know that I appreciate you, that I care about you. 
you know, we have a, a phone call that you can call in, uh, you know, to the police department every Thursday morning. And just, you know, it's a prayer line that we have. And mm-hmm. I just want everyone to know, like, hey, we care about you. And if you're a first responder and you're thinking, hey, who cares anymore? It's like no matter what we do in our job, you know, someone's a critique of us. Well, let me tell you, that's not everybody. And there's a lot of people that don't always open their mouth and share with a police officer or a firefighter or any other first responder. But it's like I would encourage the body of Christ that's listening on the radio right now. If you're somewhere and there's a police officer buying lunch, maybe he's at a Pollo Loco, the crazy right. chicken, okay? <laughs> and walk up to him and just say, hey, I just want you to know. I appreciate you. And that goes a long ways with police officers. So, it does. Yes, this is so good that we're including first responders because, again, I don't think there's ever been a time in our nation's history that our first responders are not feeling appreciated. Yeah, and, you know, that is so important. I want to encourage our listeners, if you're, you're hearing this, and maybe you know a pastor, you know church staff, you know uh, maybe you have personal friends with a police officer or a first responder, fireman, paramedic, Here's what you can do. You can invite them to the Pastors and First Responders Appreciation Breakfast. You can invite them personally, and, you know, an easy way to do it, if you just know them online, maybe you're connected with them on Facebook or you're connected with them somehow, go to kkla.com, click on the banner, and then you can get the link and send them the link. Email it to them, print it out, walk them over. If they live across the street, walk over there and uh, invite them personally. And it'll be so meaningful. Post the link on your Facebook. Let other people see it. Just say, hey, this is here. Let it go viral. Um, This is an opportunity we have to encourage our pastors and our our leaders in in our city who need it. And all the crime rate, all the stuff that we're hearing, it's getting worse and worse. And part of the solution is you gotta you gotta encourage the people who are there to help with that. And right now is a, right. a tough and, time. And don't think that you have, they have to be a Christian. I mean, boy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Them. Let them come. Don't think like, well, I don't know of any of them that are Christians. Good. Let's bring in the people that are not Christians. That's what we want to do. We want to show them the love of Christ. We want them to know that there's a God in heaven that loves them, that cares about them, and that wants to know them in a real and a personal way, not in some religious, weird way, but in right. a personal way in their heart. That's right. That's such a great word right there, that they are they're appreciated by God in heaven who made them, who does see them, who understands what they're going through, and they're appreciated by us. And uh, so do that. Go to kkla.com or kprz.com if you're in San Diego. Click on the link, copy that link, and uh, send it out. Do that right now. If you're sitting at your desk, you're sitting at home, don't do it while you're driving, but maybe you can tell Siri or your whatever device to remind you when you get home uh, to do it. That's right. And, hey, Scott, I got I got one more thing here that's just burning on my heart, and it's another KKLA event. Yes, it's and happening at your KKLA church. KKLA event. That's right. It's happening at Core Church, Los Angeles, Grand Central of all L.A. County. Oh, I'm just kidding. But anyway, <laughs> we have, you know, this weekend is probably one of the greatest days that you could ever set apart for any people group. And what is that? It's Mother's Day this coming Sunday. All the guys that are listening right now, what? It is this Sunday? Thank you. That's right. you got to get a card and some flowers and get them rolling That's right, right now. That's right. Get that but on your calendar. that. Exactly. But this Saturday, the day before Mother's Day, we're doing a special event here at Core Church LA. It's from 10 o'clock in the morning till 1 o'clock, and it's a free breakfast for C 
single moms and also for just moms. And it's like you have to sign up at KKLA. You just go to KKLA.com, and you can click on uh, the banner there. It's right on the front page. In fact, while we were sitting here talking, I went to KKLA.com myself, and there's a banner there, and it's Singles Mother's Day Brunch. And, again, if you're just a, a mom and you're married and you need some encouragement, you can come too. But you go to that page. You go ahead and click on that. And you can sign up with your email address. You can sign up on Twitter, your Facebook account, whatever. But sign up today. And there's going to be a few different things that happen that morning. One of them, because I'm an eating machine, Scott, Uh it's going to be free food. Okay, so there's going to be a nice (laughs) breakfast there that's provided by El Cholo Cafe. So that's going to be awesome. And then also there's going to be a comedian there. Her name is. Uh, Carrie, she's going to be a comedian. Carrie Pomeroli. She's hilarious, by the way. She's very funny. Exactly. She is totally hilarious. And my wife, Lori Wilburn, and she is one of the greatest female speakers. In fact, a lot in fact, a lot of you KKLA listeners, you hear my wife's little one minute spots that come on and they're very inspiring and they'll play them throughout the day. But anyway, she's gonna be bringing a message that's gonna really be encouraging to mom. So if you know a mom or you are a mom or you're a single mom and you need encouragement, cut out in your day today, get signed up today and make sure you come out this Saturday. That's only two days from That's now, right. Scott. Two days, and you come out on Saturday morning. And by the way, you might think, well, it's Los Angeles, man, it's such a long drive. Listen, it's Saturday morning, there's no traffic. That's so right. Get in your car. And head in. So you could be out in Riverside. You could be in Rialto. You could be, you know, down in, uh, you know, South Orange County. But you can make there's no traffic on that early in the morning. Leave your house at nine o'clock. Get here at 10. But I encourage you to come. You will be so blessed as a woman. Our church is unbelievable. You're going to walk in. We've taken out all the chairs in the sanctuary, put in rounds and tablecloths. We did the whole chick eyes of the sanctuary. You're going to love it. It's a great event. So, uh, listeners, uh, there is still spots available. It's not too late to nominate a single mom you know, and you can sign her up. Just go to kkla.com slash mom to register your nomination. It's not too late to bless her with an encouraging brunch in her honor. And the stories that I've heard from this luncheon are powerful. Think about the, the moms that you know who've worked so hard, and specifically the single moms that have worked so hard to raise uh, their kids um, in a really tough environment. This is such a great event, Steve. Thank you very much for, for hosting this brunch. Yeah, it is. And my, and my wife knows what she's talking about in this speaking at this event. She raised four kids. We have 11 grandkids, okay? So wow. it's like, hey, this woman, she, she knows what she's talking about. So she'll be a voice of wisdom. And it's such a great thing to be able to sit down and hear from someone that's like been there, done that. So that's if you're right. a young mom and and you've got kids, or if you're a you know middle-aged mom, you got teenagers that you're wanting to pull your hair out. Please come and be encouraged as a woman. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's coming up on Saturday. Go to kkla.com/mom to register for that right now. Steve, thanks for joining me, and thank you for having this event at your church, Core Church of Los Angeles. And Steve, it's great to meet you, and uh, and thank you for being there for our cops too. Hey, and Scott, by the way. Can I say this last thing? Sure. Hey, how about congratulations on being the new host of KKLA Talk? And so I'm so uh, excited for you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Steve. I look forward to, to meeting you. Do, you. do you like coffee, Steve? 
Oh, listen, no. If you had me on caffeine, <laughs> I'd be out of control. But I'll tell you what, I'm an eating machine, so we'll have to have lunch sometime and break some bread. And when I say break bread, I want meat involved with that. <laughs> all right, I agree. I agree. Steve, it's great to meet you. Thank you for all you're doing, and uh, thank you for being part of the KKLA family. Okay, God bless you, Scott. Thank all you All right, so God much. bless you too, Steve. All right, that's Pastor Steve Wilburn for Core Church Los Angeles. Also, he's on every day. On KKLA, he's also on at 5.30, so just a half an hour after this program ends. i got to take a break. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, Thursday afternoon. There's so many different things going on this week and around the world. Uh, did you know that yesterday was uh, National Orange Juice Day? I missed that. I love orange juice. Orange juice is great. And an interesting story about that is Tropicana, the orange, that company, uh, is introducing a new breakfast product. This is for real. It's a new breakfast product where it's a cereal that you put orange juice on instead of milk. I guess that's one way to sell more orange juice, right, is uh, instead of milk, we're going to put orange juice on it. Uh, would that even taste good? I can't imagine like putting orange juice on my Cheerios. I drink orange juice sometimes with uh, breakfast, but they say it's going to create an unforgettable breakfast experience. <laughs> that could mean a whole lot of things. Uh, so it's introducing Tropicana Crunch, a honey almond breakfast cereal specifically made so that orange juice is used instead of milk. So there you go. It's a new breakfast option. Uh, also, uh, Jersey Maid is coming out with a new milk that tastes bad after you brush your teeth. That's how they're going to compete with that. This is Southern California Live. You can call in. Uh, if you've got an opinion about orange juice cereal, you can call me, 888-528-2557. We just have a couple of minutes left. It is the National Day of Prayer. We started out the hour talking about that, and we prayed for our country. And I hope that you continue to pray for our country. I mentioned that Thomas Jefferson ended the practice of national proclamations of prayer. He didn't want to do it. So he was our third president, and he... and Washington did it, uh, Adams did it, the Continental Congress before them did it. Jefferson thought that's not a role for the federal government, and he didn't do it. And Madison did it once after him. But after that, the country did not have a national proclamation of prayer for decades, and it didn't happen until Lincoln in 1862. And you know what happened over that period of time where the country didn't pray together? where the leaders of our country did not put out proclamations of prayer, did not set aside a day for prayer, well, I think you do know what happened. The movements that were going on towards uh, the abolishment of slavery moved very slowly. They slowed down. There was a lot of uh, movement at the beginning of our country to get rid of that. And uh, it slowed down and it bogged down, and we divided and we divided and we divided. Year after year, our country divided. And you know what else happened is we started having presidents who were not that good. One after another, the series of maybe the worst presidents we've ever had happened in the years right before the Civil War. And prayer finally comes back, and it took Civil War to do it. Prayer finally became something that Abraham Lincoln would reinstitute as an official role of the federal government to ask people to pray. And you probably see when it comes to Thanksgiving, you usually have people posting uh, Lincoln's Thanksgiving proclamation, and that's good. But President Lincoln also issued a proclamation in 1863, and the proclamation is 
a national day of prayer and fasting, and it had to do with the war and what was going on and just the the terrible truth of all of that. And if you study Lincoln, it's hard to know what Lincoln's faith might have been or his real opinion about the Lord before the war. There are some different thoughts about that and some different things he had to say. But people who knew him, pastors who knew him, and back then you could just walk up to the president and have a conversation. You could go to the White House and he might be there. You could knock on the door. He might even answer it and he would be there. People would see him walking down the street. People knew. They knew what his faith was. They knew what was going on. President Lincoln is probably our greatest president theologian ever as far as his understanding of who God is and the relationship of God to our country. And this is what he wrote March 30th, 1863, as he called our country to prayer and fasting. He said, And insomuch as we know that by his divine law, nations like individuals are subjected to punishments and chastisements in this world, may we not justify fear that the awful calamity of civil war, which now desolates the land, may be but a punishment inflicted on us for our presumptuous sins. By this point in his writings and speeches, he was just calling out slavery as the reason for the war and the sin of it. And you can read different things that he wrote. He said, to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been persevered. We, these many years in peace and prosperity, we have grown in numbers, wealth and power, and as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts, that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and persevering grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. Isn't that powerful? That's an amazing statement that is relevant right now. Uh, how powerful is that? I want to encourage you to pray for our country. I see your calls there, but we went long with the last segment, and we're not going to get to your calls uh, uh, today. I want to encourage you, though, to uh, give us a call back tomorrow, though. If you're on there, we'll talk about whatever you want tomorrow, Open Line Friday. We do that then. Hey, um, pray for our country and pray for that revival. You know, we've forgotten God. That's That's it, if you want to just simplify it. And that's where people were at the time of the Civil War and the great unrest of our country. And Lincoln knew it, and he understood that. And what a great comment. That's who we are. We became too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and persevering grace and too proud to pray to the God that made us. My friends, don't be too proud to pray. And don't be too self-sufficient because of even in all the weirdness that we have, uh, things are still pretty good in our country. Do not let that be something we take for granted. Pray to God for our country today. Pray for the church. Pray that we would be on mission and pray fervently. Pray as a warrior. Pray that God's will would be done. Pray that God would convict our hearts, each one of us, beginning with us, that we would take the log out of our own eyes first so that we can see clearly enough, as Jesus said, to remove the speck out of our neighbor's eye. That's how we should pray today, this National Day of Prayer. Thank you for joining me on Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back tomorrow from 3 to 5 right here on KKLA and KPRZ in San Diego. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.